Welcome to the Renew Life Church Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Um, well, I want to I want to jump into kind of where I left off the last time I preached, which is kind of a while back. But um, the Lord's really been speaking to me about keys to the kingdom, about the keys to the kingdom. And you might be wondering, well, what is a key to a kingdom? What, what does that actually mean? Well, there's many, many keys to the kingdom. And one of the best ways to describe it is God has given us these keys that we can actually apply and use in our life so that we can, we can actually access the promises of God into our life. That we can use these keys and actually bring heaven and have it manifest here on the earth. Are you following me? He, he says, in other words, he says, bring your tithe into the storehouse and see if I will not open windows of heaven and pour out blessings so much so that you cannot contain it all. What do we find in that scripture? We find that when we give to God, when we bring our tithe to him, that he opens windows of heaven and he brings increase into our life. What's the key? The key is the tithe. What's the promise? What's heaven on earth? His increase. You follow me today? These are the keys to the kingdom. Now, um, speaking, about, speaking about the kingdom of God, um, I want to ask you this question. And just let me, I just want to let you know today, like, um, uh, this is my, my disclaimer today. Maybe today might be a little bit kind of rough and a, kinda, a little bit hard. Like, I feel like I might just jump right in and step on your toes just immediately. Are you good with that? Awesome. Yes, I like stepping on toes. It's just it's God. It's scripture. All right. Um, anytime, anytime we kind of have these these talks, I just believe this that this that today today is not about it's not about God calling you out. It's about God calling you up. We hear things like we're going to talk about today. It's not about God calling us out, shaming us, condemning us for what we may not be doing or what we should be doing. No, he's not calling us out. He's calling us up into everything that he has for us. Amen. And sometimes to go up, we have to let go of some things and we have to receive new truth. And so today I just I want to start by asking you this question. Is the kingdom of God an inconvenience to your life or is the kingdom of God your life? Is the kingdom of God, is it an inconvenience to your life? Or is the kingdom of God your life? You say, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, I mean your pursuit of God. I mean your pursuit of the things of God, the ways of God, the commandments of God, the yeses of God, and the noes of God, pursuing his voice in his presence. That is the kingdom. And in your pursuit of the kingdom, is that, is that actually your life? Or do you find that the things of God in the ways of God actually interrupt your life? I think if we were to be really, really honest today, uh, many of us live in two kingdoms. We live in two kingdoms. And you know what those two kingdoms are? The kingdom of God and Keith's kingdom. No, not all of you living in Keith's kingdom. I'm saying your kingdom. We have God's kingdom and we have our kingdom. 
In our kingdom, we kind of do what we want to do. We have our own desires, our own wants. They're not all bad. They're not all evil. But if we were just to, to look at our life, the truth is, for some of us, we have our life, and then we have the life that God has for us. And they're actually two separate things. And here's what God is wanting to happen for you today, is that you actually begin to merge the two worlds, and you actually take two worlds and you make them one. And that his kingdom actually becomes your kingdom. And your kingdom actually becomes his kingdom. Y'all are so wrapped up and you're so tied up in what God is doing on the face of the earth that you can't think and do anything else but follow him. You know, I found this in life that if, if we just get really, really honest with ourselves, we, uh, we need to stop. <laughs> we need to stop the busyness. And we actually need to have moments where we stop and we look at our life and we evaluate and we say, hey, talking to ourselves, hey, what are you really in pursuit of? What are you really pursuing today? You know what I figured out about life? If you don't take dominion and authority over your life, your life will take a dominion and authority over you. If you don't run your life, guess what? Life will run you. If you've ever experienced life just running you, come on, admit it today and raise your hand. Life just kind of happens, doesn't it? It just kind of it kind of comes at you and you got football and you got cheerleading and you got dance and you got school and you got to take your kids here. You want to do your thing, but you you have all the stuff your kids want to do and your wife wants this and she expects you to just to to build some entertainment center out of your bare hands. I had a conversation with a guy the other day. He's like, "I'm not a carpenter. Jesus was a carpenter." And you want me just to build an entertainment center? Like, I don't do that. Like, let's just buy something, you know? Like, we got all these things. If we do not run our life, our life will end up running us. It's time to really stop, and, and today I want it to be a, a stopping point in your life where you just really go back and you just evaluate right now, what am I really in pursuit of? Matthew chapter 10, verse 39, this is Jesus talking he says this, he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. It's a short one, so let's read it again. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 6.33 kind of stays with this same idea. Jesus is talking again. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Notice what we should have first in our life, the kingdom of God. Would you pray with me this morning? God, we, we invite you into this place. <clears throat> we just even and just take a moment to pause and stop, and we give you our heart. We give you our soul, our mind, our emotions, God, we just ask you right now that you expose wrong beliefs, that you expose wrong ideas that we've attached our life to, that you expose lies that we've attached our life to. And I pray that as the word comes out today, God, that it would be sharper than any two-edged sword, that it would divide between soul and spirit, just like between joint and marrow, that you would reveal our innermost thoughts to us and that you would actually teach us to do what is right. God, it's our desire that we glorify you and that we honor you with our life. And we just ask you to teach us today in Jesus' name. 
You agree? Say amen. 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 Have you, um, have you ever lost something? And uh, when you go to look for that something you lost, you actually find something else? Anybody ever done that before? You lose something, and then you, you go looking for it, you actually find something else. I'll give you a really good example. Um, this happens to all of us when we, when we drop our phone into the black hole. Y'all know where the black hole is? It's the place between your driver's seat and your console. And so you've done this before. You drop, you drop your phone down in there, and you go to reaching and looking for it, and guess what you find? You find a day-old Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Come on, somebody. Don't act like you don't eat waffle fries in your car. I've seen you in the drive-thru. And let's just be honest. You find the waffle fry, and you kind of think about eating it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like soggy, yeah, but it's still a Chick-fil-A waffle fry. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're the type of person that kind of has Chick-fil-A sauce in your car with you at all times. And we had some people like that in first service. Is there anybody like that in here? No shame. Raise your hand. Yes. You have permission to leave service today because you got it figured out. You don't need the message, nothing. If you're carrying Chick-fil-A sauce with you, you're a real Christian. Is all I'm saying. You're a real Christian. The some, sometimes we lose something, and in the process of losing something, we, we find something. Um, just the, uh, actually, just yesterday, I, uh, we were about to go out to a flag football game. It was going to be at night, and, and I don't know. Did you guys notice what that stuff was coming from the sky yesterday? It's called rain. Is that it? Rain? Yeah, it was raining yesterday, right? And so we knew we were about to be in the rain, and I was looking for um, a rain jacket that I could use to, to just be out there. And I'm looking all over the place, and, and Natalie, my wife, she's taking a nap, and it would have taken her two minutes, but it took me 20 minutes, and I still didn't find what I was looking for. But here I am, and I'm, I'm looking for this rain jacket, <clears throat> and I'm in my closet, and I'm digging through stuff, and all of a sudden, I find something that I lost a long time ago. And you know what it was? These jeans that I have on right now. I literally, thank you. I feel like, I mean, like, and, and these, these are serious. This is not a lie. This is not for the message. These are my favorite jeans. I feel like, I feel confident in them. I feel like I look good in them. They fit right. They don't squeeze the love handles. They're good jeans. They're good jeans. And I have not been able to find these jeans for, this is not a lie, for nine months I've been looking for these jeans, and I've had so many conversations in my head, and this is what I've said to myself. Keith, you're 33 years old. How do you lose jeans? How is, it, how is that even possible that you lose jeans? Like, lose your keys, lose quarters, lose small things, but, but je- quarters. Jeans, like, what's, what's going on? But here I was, I was looking for something else. I had lost something else, and I found something that was better. <laughs> Funny story is, I actually wrote this, this message probably four weeks ago, and just didn't have a chance to share it. And up in, I, I went up to the office yesterday. I was looking for a story that I could relate to about losing something. I literally had no story until this story. And I was like, God, I see what you're doing. You're messing with me. You blinded me just like you blinded Saul and didn't let me see these jeans. I looked in that spot, and I know I'm a guy, but they weren't there, and now they were there. Lost something, but then I found something more valuable. 
Can I just say that the kingdom of God, your pursuit of God and his kingdom actually looks exactly like that. That it's when we, when we lose something, it's when we lose something, we actually find the thing that we, that we need. When we lose that one thing, and what is that one thing that God asks us and tells us to lose? It's our life. And here's what he says. He says, if you will lose the plan for your life, you'll actually find the plan that he has for your life. When you lose your life, when you lose, use the plan, you lose the plan that you have for your life, what does that plan sound like? What does that plan look like? Well, it looks like when I get 55, I'm going to retire. I'm going to go to the mountains. I'm going to play golf every day, and I'm going to eat really, really good food and, and be around really, really pretty scenery. Anybody else have that dream? Yeah, we got a hand clap right here. Is that wrong? No. Is it okay to have those desires? Yes, especially if you live in Midland. <laughs> we have, yes, it's fine. But can I ask you today, what is it that he has planned for you? Because I'll tell you something that's more important in the mountains and, and golf every day. I'll tell you something that's more important in the plan that you have, and that is the kingdom of God forcefully advancing on the face of the earth and people hearing the good news of Jesus. It's more important. This is what Jesus was talking about in, in Matthew chapter 10 when he said, he who finds his life will lose it. In other words, he who finds the life that they plan for themselves that person who has this all figured out, when, when they find that life, guess what? That's actually loss. Oh, but there's a way to find the life that is satisfying. There's a way to find the life that can only bring the fulfillment that only God can bring. And the only way you find that life is by losing your life for his sake. I'm losing my life for his sake. Can I just tell you today, Many of us in here, many Christians, guess what? We're looking for something. We're looking to find something. And we are looking in a whole lot of places. We're looking to find life somewhere. We're looking to find fulfillment. We're looking to find satisfaction. Uh, even like what Cody was speaking about, just that dryness that we feel. That dryness will actually lead you to kind of look for something to give you life. And here's where we usually go to look. We go to find life in our job. Life in our spouse, fulfillment in our kids, satisfaction in how good they are, satisfaction and fulfillment in the money that we make or the success that we have or the status that we hold. And can I just tell you, you can go looking in those places. And the truth is this, you will find something. You'll find something. I'll just tell you this, it won't be your life. You'll find something that will bring temporary satisfaction You'll find something that will bring temporary fulfillment. But you will never find the very thing God created you to do. And you want to know why? Because the only way you find your life is by finding it hidden inside the kingdom of God. The real satisfaction, the real life, the real fulfillment that you are looking for, it can only be found in one place. And it's found in the kingdom of God. And the only way you find it is by losing it. Only way you find it is by losing your life. And if you'll just lose your life, 
If you'll just continue to lose your life and lose your life and lose your life, nine months later, you'll find your pair of jeans. When you stop looking and you give it up and say, God, it's not about me. It's not about my plan. It's not about me figuring it out. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on losing my life. How do I do that? I'm going to do what you say today. I'm going to say yes to you today. I'm not going to say that thing I really want to say. I'm going to go and do the thing that I don't really want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually pray for someone at my work because the Holy Spirit told me to. At day by day, we say yes to God. We say yes to God. And we lay down our life so that we can actually find real life. Why do we do it? Easy, because Jesus said so. You say, well, that doesn't sound really fun. Well, Jesus didn't care. Can I just say it that way? He didn't, he didn't, just, he just didn't lead up and be like, hey, I want you to know this isn't going to be very, very fun, but in order to get to heaven, lay down your life. He didn't lead up. No, he just said, lose your life for my sake. He was blunt about it. Now, here's the good news. I know from experience, there's more fun, satisfaction, uh, 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 fulfillment in losing your life for his sake than anything you could possibly ever experience. He says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, but guess what he adds after that? And everything will be added unto you. What are those things? The things that you want, the things that you desire. So here's what, I, here's what I get to do. I get to lose my life for his sake. In other words, my life, my plan is not first because he said seek first the kingdom. So I put the kingdom first, and he's like, good. Now that you've done that, I'm going to add everything unto you. Come on, God is good, and God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He will reward you, but he will not baby you and make you follow him. Ask the rich young ruler. What did he do? He said, what do I, Jesus, what do I need to do to follow you? Jesus said, well, have you done this? Yep, I've done all that. All right, now I want you to sell everything that you have and come and follow me. Hmm, sounds like lose your life for my sake. And the rich young ruler couldn't do it. And scripture doesn't say that Jesus got down on his knees and said, please, you don't understand. It's more fulfilling. You, you, you have to follow me. No, it says Jesus left. Do I believe Jesus was sad? Absolutely. Do I believe Jesus wanted him to follow? Absolutely. But can I tell you that losing your life for his sake, it's actually not a hard talk. It's actually not something that's just hard to understand or or harsh. You know what losing your life for his sake is? It's called Christianity. It's called following Jesus. It's saying, Jesus, I trust you more than I trust myself. It's saying, Jesus, I'm going to do you. Come on. We know the same. I'm going to do me. What are you doing? I'm doing me. Well, the next time someone says that to you, say, hey, you should probably stop doing me, and you should probably start doing Jesus stuff. Because if you just keep doing you, You're just going to get the results that only you can get. But if I do what Jesus told me to do, this is coming across strong, but it's it's good, all right? So, (laughs) but if you do what Jesus is telling you to do, here's the good news. You get his results in your life. 
Guess what? His grace and his mercy gives you the power to do it. His grace and his mercy covers you when you mess up. His grace and his mercy is, is actually there with you the whole way. Thank God that we don't have to get it right every single second. And thank God we don't have to uh, say yes every single time. And when we don't, we miss it. We're like, oh, well, that's it. You didn't lose your life. <laughs> no. What are we in pursuit of? We're in pursuit of our kingdom, our way, our plan, actually coming into contact with his. So much so that we start doing his and start doing his and start doing his until we don't even want to do it our way anymore. Did you know that this concept of losing your life, this concept of losing your life for his sake, did you know it's actually talked about in all four Gospels, and it's talked about twice in Matthew? And whenever you see that, I don't know if you know this, but Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the Gospels, they, they don't all have the same stories. There's only a certain amount of stories that are repeated in every single Gospel. And this is one of them. When Jesus said, I want you to lose my life. Use your, lose your life for my sake. Mark talked about this. He kind of goes in a little bit more detail, and, and I kind of like how he says it. It's actually, he's quoting Jesus. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, Jesus said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Give up your own way. Take up your cross. It just keeps getting worse, Jesus. Come on, get better now. Give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. You know what we find in the scripture? We actually find a key to the kingdom. We actually find the key to truly living. We find the key to actually living the life that we all want. And here's the key, lose your life. Here's the key, lose your plan. Am I saying lose the plan that he gave you? No. Am I saying that all the plans that are in here, um, that, that they're all your plans and God has something different? No. Actually, some of the plans that you have, God gave to you. That's losing your life for his sake. But I can bet you this. If you're following the kingdom, you know what it feels like? It feels a lot like denying yourself every single day. You want to know how you're living in the kingdom? <clears throat> Life's not fun sometimes. You say no to your flesh. You keep that finger from going up when you're driving in traffic. You just you do one of those instead. Come on, being real. It means that you apologize to your wife when you were too harsh. It means that you're just in close relationship with the Holy Spirit. So close that he's actually talking to you every single second of every single day. Saying, hey, will you do this? Hey, will you say this? Will you just say yes to this? He said, lose your life for my sake. I, uh, I, today I wanted to kind of lay that foundation. And then I really want to get practical for just a moment. And, and I've already given you some examples of what it looks like to lose your life. But really, come on, like, what does it really look like to lose your life for the sake of the gospel for him? What does it look like to seek first the kingdom of God? I, um, I think one of the, the, the best ways that we can kind of 
give our life to him and lose our life for his sake is that we look at our priorities and we look at our schedule. And can I just be honest with you? Many of us, we're, we're scheduling the kingdom of God around our life instead of scheduling our life around the kingdom. We're scheduling the kingdom of God around our life instead of scheduling our life around the kingdom. In other words, it's I'm doing this, this, and this. If I have time for the pursuit of the kingdom and I can fit it in, then I'll do it. Another example, it's kind of like what you want to do is the main dish and you kind of got a side of the kingdom in your life. And God's kind of a selfish God. He's kind of a jealous God. God wants all of you. And you know what? He says, I want the whole plate to be kingdom. Now, what we have to understand is what actually is the kingdom. Because many of you are thinking, great, going to have to pull my daughter out of travel volleyball. I'm going to have to attend every single small group that Renew Life offers. Here he goes. He's about to ask me to serve in kids. Here he comes. I've been in church. I know it's coming. No. I'm talking to you about actually considering what would God say? Because you know what? The kingdom is a lot bigger than just the church. You've heard Braden say this many times. All of the church fits inside the kingdom, but not all of the kingdom fits inside the church. The kingdom of God is literally what, what God wills in heaven to be manifest on earth. The kingdom of God can be many things. Guess what? The kingdom of God can actually be your kid participating in that sport in the summer. It can actually be them traveling and doing the thing that they love. The kingdom of God can be your family. The kingdom of God can can be a hobby. It can be a sport. The kingdom of God can be, this is where you say amen, the kingdom of God can be vacation. Yes. All y'all got it. The kingdom of God can be vacation. Yeah, there it is. The kingdom of God can be dinner with your family every single night at the table. The kingdom of God can be game night with your friends and leaving your kids with the babysitter. The kingdom of God can be Bible stories at night with your kids. You say, well then how do I know if I'm losing my life? How do I know? Here's how you know. You hear God. You listen to Him. I can give you I can give you a really good example of how the same thing can be kingdom and how it cannot be kingdom. Maybe, maybe this guy has a hobby and he, 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 wants, he wants to play golf. Just, I know that's crazy. No guy would ever want to do that. If you want to play golf, give me a half raise of a hand, more than you do right now. All right, we're going this afternoon. I got us a tea time. No, I'm kidding. But you know what? God could come to you and say, you know what? You're, you're stressed out. You need rest in your life. Your soul is unhealthy. And there's actually a, a, a physical, tangible thing that you can do to actually restore your soul and bring rest to your soul. And it's actually to go out and play a round of golf a week. All the guys are so happy right now. And can I tell you, if the Lord says, I need you to bring, I need you to find rest. I need you to find health in your soul. 
he can actually say, you need to go play golf. It'll actually be good for you. Guess what? That is laying down your life. This is a good one. Laying down your life for his sake. And it's pursuing the kingdom. But can I just be honest with you? If you're looking to go play golf because you like to just go drink with your buddies and you kind of want to get away from the kids and the wife a little bit, or you're playing in so many tournaments every single weekend that you never have your rear end in church and listening to the word of God, come on. That's probably not kingdom. For one person, it can be kingdom. For another person, he might say, you actually need to sacrifice that thing for the kingdom. I need you in church. I need you to hear the word of God. I need, did you know that we even just listening to this word actually brings health to your soul and your physical body? Just by, even if you're sleeping in here today, even if you're asleep, it's actually bringing health. Come on, I, I, I seriously, I believe this. I've gotten better looking because I've spent more time in the word. not just the genes, it's the word. You mix the two together. Mix the two together, huh? Watch out. By the way, we just found out we're going to have our first little girl. <laughs> really excited. Two boys. Thought I was going to have another boy. Didn't believe it. She said, you're going to have a girl. I said, you need to check again. Okay, it is. <laughs> we have to hear God. What's he saying to you? I think it's what God wants for us. I love what Proverbs 3 says. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And here's the catch. In all, say all, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path losing your life for his sake, seeking first the kingdom of God, it's actually kind of simple. You know what you do? You acknowledge him in all your ways. God thinking about going on vacation in two months. What do you think about that? I think it's good. I want you to push it back a month because I need you in church because there's a, a really good message coming for you. Actually, you're dealing with a physical symptom and I need you there because you're going to get healed that day. See, same, it can be kingdom and it cannot. What am I doing? I'm just, I'm saying, God, this is not about me. It's all about you. You know, when me and my wife are coming down here to Midland, it's kind of like, we don't got no place to live. And if we find a place to live, it's $60,000 more than somewhere in Amarillo. The schools aren't as good. The scenery is, is just as ugly as Amarillo. I mean, it's, come on, God, you said, I thought you said Maui. Maui? No, Midland. Okay. You can tell me all, you, you can show me the town, you can show me the housing, you can tell me that the, the school is this, this or that. I don't care, I'm losing my life for his sake. Maybe my kids need to be in that school to change the school. Maybe my good kids need to be in the kids with, that are bad so that they meet Jesus. Can we just start thinking a different way? If we lose our life for his sake, we find it. We find it sat across the table from a dear friend of mine um, about three weeks ago. 
and he was uh, just sharing a, a testimony with me, and he he said, um, you know, I, I felt like the Lord was asking me to get baptized. And um, he was going back and forth. We do this with the Lord, like, are you sure get baptized? Like, he'd, he'd already been baptized. It's like, God, why, why do you want me to get baptized again? I know, kind of feel like you're saying that. And finally, he came to the place where he realized, oh, God's speaking. It's just that my pride is in the way. I'm worried that if everybody sees me get baptized at this age, they'll think I'm a big mess up and whatever else, all the, the tricks that we play in our mind. And he finally, he decided, okay, God, you're speaking. I will say yes. Just this last baptism, he said yes, and he came. Coolest part is he actually got baptized with his son. Him and his son both got baptized on the same day. But here's what he told me. He said, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I said, I do. <laughs> he said, I, I, when I went down in that water and when I came back up, I came out a new man. There's all of a sudden this power on me. The, the, the things that I used to deal with, the temptations, the sin, it's like they, they don't even matter anymore. I have so much more power over them. He's like, I, I, I can look back and I was like, I left the shame of my past, the condemnation that was in my life, the guilt. I literally left it in the water. And this guy, he's going around and he's praying for people at his work. He's praying for his kids at home. He's just, his whole life was changed just because he simply said yes to God. You know what that sounds like? Losing your life for his sake. Best part is the story gets better. Not too long after his parents, his mom and his stepdad, they call him and they tell him, they say, hey, I want to get baptized. And they say, well, you come up and baptize us fly him up to Denver and to Colorado. They also ask him to prepare like a little word, a little message to share with the family. It's going to be people there. And uh, man, I'm just going to tell you, that's kind of tough to do. Like I'd rather preach to like 4 billion people than preach to like eight of my family. You know what I'm saying? Like you're standing up in front of your family. They're like, I know everything you did. <laughs> everything you thought about doing. <laughs> when they asked him to bring a word, he's like, I'm not a speaker, but you know what? I said yes to getting baptized, and this is what happened. I'll just say yes again. He says yes. He shares a message with his family. They go out to baptize the mom and the stepdad that called him up there. He baptizes his mom. He baptizes his stepdad. Then guess what? His aunt and his sister say, I want to get baptized too. They jump in the water. He baptizes them. And one man's yes sent revival into his whole family. One man's yes. One man that just decided, I will lose my life for your sake. I know I got a plan for my life, but your plan's better. And you know what he said to me that day as he told me that story? He looked at me, and these are his very words. He said, I'm more alive now than I've ever been in my whole life. He said, this, whatever this is, what I'm doing right now, this is it. I've found it. Yeah, you have, because you lost it. And in the process of you losing yourself, you found the thing that matters most. And guess what it brought? Life and life more abundantly. 
This is what's waiting for you. Stories like that are waiting for you. We could probably all be honest today and say, yep, there's one, there's, there's an area in my life I need to lose myself a little bit more. Awesome. That's what it's about. It's about keeping his kingdom in our heart and in our mind. I'll share this last point and then we'll pray. Living with the kingdom in mind will have you experiencing the kingdom at hand. Living with the kingdom in mind. Acknowledge him, acknowledging him in all your ways. Living with the kingdom in mind, that will have you experiencing the kingdom at hand. If you bow your head. We hope you loved our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great rest of your day.